Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Opinion. Pop Opinion. Episode 17. Confident. I like it. 16, 16. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember these now for how confident you were yeah. going into the episode. I actually thought of it today for some reason. I was like I always write it down before. But uh, I feel like that's kind of my job to It is your job. To kind of be in control. You of, are the producer. It is your job. Okay. Oh, how are you doing, oh. birthday boy? Well, I know, but how did you like your birthday was last week? We had fun times yes, Friday night. We did. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say my actual birthday was just kind of. Meh. I don't want to say yeah. normal. Like, yeah, but it was just yeah, it was meh. Uh, Friday was really fun. It was so fun. Had a uh, couple people over. Nothing. Two, two in our our bubble. Outside of our bubble. Well, I would say the one is she's been around for a few. Like she's the the only other place she comes is here. So I consider her part of our bubble. Sure. Yeah, so really one, and uh, yeah, so it's just like seven of us, right? Mm-hmm. Five of which live in this house, so it wasn't bad. We were following rules. No, I feel like you're really worried we're going to get like canceled because of this. Well, I just think everyone should follow the rules. And we do. We follow the so rules. So 2021 is no repeat of 2020. So yeah, no, it was really fun. We played that really fun game. Uh, Telestrations after dark. Wow, that is not what I would have said. I would have been like, yeah, after dark was Mm -hmm. really, we had some pretty funny ones in there. Mm -hmm. Great game, but not appropriate for For, kids. No, or adults that get offended easily. Yeah. Why did somebody get offended? No, I'm just saying if you do, well, like people in like our extended family that Oh, yeah, yeah. Would not have enjoyed that game. No. There's a lot of very inappropriate messages. Very inappropriate and really made us laugh because yeah. we're There's just a lot of... Immature. Uh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, immature, but also it's funny because just kind of... It's basically just dirty, broken telephone with yes. drawing. With drawing. So we kind of all Great got to laugh. Great description because that's exactly what it is, right? Yeah. So we got to laugh at people's drawings, laugh at people's guesses. Yeah. And sometimes we even got them right. Sometimes. Not very often, but... We didn't keep track of who won. I'm just no. going to say I won. Oh, okay. Why? Yeah. I got one right every round. Like Ooh. a guess right every yeah. round. Yeah. I don't know if I did. I don't know. I was like... It's just I so was funny. so in it that I was like, it I don't know. It, it didn't, didn't really, really matter no, if I won. It was just so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. Birthday check. Christmas. Here we go. That was a good, that was a good transition. But now I have to ask, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Not a ha- I don't want to say I have to ask. Like it's, but I just I yeah, like yeah. asking. No, I'm good. Actually, I've, I didn't feel well for a couple of weeks there. And now I'm really on the Christmas. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good. I feel like I have energy back. I worked out tonight. I feel like my appetite is back. So I'm feeling really good. Like really, I feel like when, you know, when you're not feeling well and then you start feeling well, you're really like, wow, I really wasn't feeling good. You just kind of reflect more on it. Yeah. Of just like how crappy I was feeling. So now I feel good. Work is manageable. Mondays are, we're, we're recording on a Monday. Mondays are always challenging because it's like they're setting up for the week, the teachers, right? So Mondays are always a little challenging, but it was, it was good. I'm, I am in a very, uh, festive spirit good i am too after after we got our movie challenge and i just obviously it'll be our second segment but just thinking about christmas movies in general it's really fun yeah okay i'm gonna go first okay because i feel like mine is is gonna be might be quicker i don't know like i just feel like okay okay your movie this week was four christmases yes it's reese witherspoon vince vaughn so they play a couple and they normally go away and they lie to their family and they say they're doing charity work 
and then they go to sit in Tahiti on a beach and drink. Mm -hmm. So this year it gets canceled and they can't go. So then they, but then they get put on the news. So then their family knows that it's been canceled and then they are all like, now you have to come visit us. So they have to go to four families because they both have divorced parents. I was going to say, I was pretty sure that was the premise. I was thinking maybe it's three divorced parents and like a friend or something, but that was the one thing I couldn't really remember. Well, there is one family, I think it's, yeah, it's Reese's family that, they go to the moms and then when they go to the dads the mom is there Ooh, maybe i'm getting them mixed up anyways there is there is a house where there's like crossing yeah and the one the guy has a girlfriend and she's like yeah like she's in the middle with like they get along like there's no drama with that Mm -hmm. um i would say so it has like robert duvall sissy spacek john voight john favreau mary steenburgen uh dwight yoakam krista or Kristen McGraw oh my god Tim McGraw and Kristen Chenoweth um good cast uh I would say I wouldn't watch it again it was cute but it wasn't uh it definitely is missing a little something for me but there's funny moments in Mm it um okay yeah I'm just turning us down a little bit oh am I yelling no, no, no. Excited, yeah, like, so. But that's good. You yeah. can be excited. Um, so yeah, I, it was good. It was cute. There again, there were funny moments. It's just my gripe with it is before they leave on this trip. So this happens all in one day. They are like, we don't want kids. We don't want to get married. We're happy, whatever. And by the end of the day, she's like, I actually do want kids. And I just don't think it happens that fast. But like they almost break up like in one day it's like they were going on a trip they go there they almost break up they you know it was like a lot in one day but there's definitely funny moments my favorite part of it is when they go to Vince Vaughn's mom's house played by Sissy Spacek and this guy is there and he's like pretending to be his dad and then so they go through this whole thing and he's like oh can I give you gas money he's like I don't want your gas money and he's like oh this this that and he and he said something like I just want us to be friends and Vince Vaughn character goes we were friends like so he's the same age as him and he was a friend of Vince Vaughn and he's now with his mother so it's and then they start getting into some inappropriate, inappropriate things. Like they start saying like, well, I've never thought of your mom sexually before. And, you know, like, yeah. and he's like, I, I don't want to hear about it. But anyways, I love Vince Vaughn. I think he's, you know, he's funny to me. And I love Reese Witherspoon, obviously love her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was something a little bit lacking for me. Like it was cute, but. Yeah, it's not like a, I mean, I can, like when I was thinking about the better Christmas movies, it definitely, it's, it's cute. It's fine. It does the job it needs to, but it's not like. A spectacular Christmas movie. It's not like a classic. No, but I also I I don't know if I'm gonna be kind of the bah humbug saying this. I feel like Christmas movies, like Christmas season, mm-hmm. is a little overrated. Right. Just in the fact that like leading up to it's fun. Your day is whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it kind of. I guess also because of school and stuff, it kind of it becomes that break that you need before the new year. But I don't know. To me, just even when I was thinking about those movies, I was like, even some of the movies in the list we're going to talk about, just they're not outstanding movies. They just kind of get the job done for that season. Right. right. That's fair. Um. So you're, you're good? good. You're really excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> I had never heard of this movie before. So this week I watched The Family Stone, mm-hmm. which was written and directed by Thomas it honestly looks like bazooka, but okay. it's probably not. It's B E Z U C H A. Bazooka, something yeah. like that. 
Um, I feel like the only way you can really give this movie its full credit and due is I wrote down every character that's okay. in it because they all make an impact. Well, they do. It's an ensemble. Yeah, that's why. It was interesting when they were going through the credits at the beginning and the end. I kind of just kept saying, ooh, this person's above this person just in billing. Then I also thought this movie's from 2005, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Uh, so it stars, I can't even say stars. So Diane Keaton and Craig T. Nelson are the... Parentals. Uh, yeah, uh, Sybil and Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's Don- uh, Dermot Mulroney. Mm-hmm. He plays Everett, the eldest son. There is Elizabeth reaser yeah i think it's yeah but it r-e-a-s-e-r reaser yeah uh plays susanna the eldest daughter there is tyrone giordano plays thad who is uh both deaf and gay Mm -hmm. is probably comedically the best part of the movie i'll I'll get into that after going Mm -hmm. through the characters uh there's rachel mcadams the youngest daughter uh, she plays Amy. Sarah Jessica Parth- Parker plays D- Dermot Mulroney's love interest, uh, Meredith. There's Claire Danes, who plays Meredith's sister, Julie. Uh, Brian J. White plays Patrick, who is mm-hmm. uh, Thad's partner. Yep. Um, Jamie Kaler plays uh, John, who's Susanna's husband, who's only in it at the very yeah. end. Uh, and Paul Schneider, who plays... Oh, and Luke Wilson. Oh, I did skip Luke Wilson. Yeah, he's one of the kids too. I he is yeah because he is the he's a film editor who lives in California. He's a stoner, which mm-hmm. is one of the first things the mom says as he gets in is no smoking in the house house this year. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Uh, Paul Schneider plays Brad, who's Amy's love interest, Rachel McAdams. Right, ex. Yes, it's her ex, and yes. Yeah. Um. So I guess first of all, I have to say just a really well done movie. Thank you. It is really that's good. I, that's all I'm waiting for. It teeter it. It said uh, when I was like, because after I watched it, I wanted to read up about it just because of the ensemble cast and what they all thought of it. Like they were all talking about their characters. They said it teeters the line of comedy and drama a lot. Which yeah, it, I agree. I would no. say it's more drama. Yes, I would say there are comedic moments. There is a point where it gets a little silly, and there's people chasing, getting chased around the house, and slipping in the kitchen. Yeah, it's funny and kind of needed, but it also is a little silly yeah kind of breaks the the tension of making it too like heavy i guess right yeah so everett and meredith sardosco parker and dermot mulrooney are a couple uh she is like a workaholic and and she's very i would say conservative conservative very not proper and this family is very just Just go with the flow yeah whatever kind of hippier kind of just you know she sarah jessica parker who i've never i've only really seen her host uh sex in the city mm-hmm. in the city and the city six sex in the city Se- oh sex my God. and the, it's like one of those um oh yeah yeah the spider mine oh no what <laughs> i was gonna say like the mandela effect yeah, like yeah, you just kind of don't that's remember what i was thinking um sex in the city yeah she is such a she's just a fascinating character on screen not that and i actually think everybody in this movie does a great job acting yeah she does a good job of just she wants everyone to like her in the mm-hmm. family, but she doesn't really put in that much effort. She doesn't. She just goes about it so wrong. Like she just is so. She's not self-aware of you know her. She tries to. She tries to interject just, in conversations, but she tries to just. I don't want to say being herself is wrong, but she doesn't read the room. Yeah. Because 
people will make jokes in the room and she won't really get it and she'll kind of frown and be kind of confused like why would you say that well there's also the the uh dinner scene very powerful scene very powerful scene in which uh thad and patrick are talking about uh adopting a baby mm-hmm. and sarah just sarah just, it's so hard to, i just wrote sjp in I my know. notes actually really, just say that ever like people know her after you say sarah yeah. jessica parker um she is very i don't want to say against but it is the conversation i think it's very interesting of nature versus nurture yeah and she are she i think it's fair to say she argues do you want to bring a baby into your house like even even though it's not yours or even if it's and part yours what if it could be gay right isn't she is not a question because diane keaton said that it it just becomes a joke at first it's oh i wanted all, all my, my kids yeah. all my sons to be gay and everett and luke wilson's character they both agree they're like yeah they kept asking us which i wrote down in my notes yeah the mom hoped the boys were gay which yeah. is something we've <laughs> joked about we did yeah because it was after the movie love simon yeah where people had to come out as straight and i always i always wanted to make sure it was a joke that you wanted me to be gay right right yeah but you've just you asked a few times i did well, and, and I, it was just, because i came in at it as like i want you to be comfortable if you are just know that you know you would have been a perfect like mom to deal with that because yeah, like, and, I just like, been like hey cool like, like their family was because even so this dinner scene kind of turns into an argument of going back and forth of because the mom wishes she was gay sjp's character starts going well you wouldn't you wish them you yeah. wouldn't wish them to be gay because that's so much harder on kids and doesn't really come off the right way kind of makes it seem like you wouldn't want it and she keeps kind of her argument kind of keeps repeating as well it's already so hard to be a kid why would you want them to be gay yeah and then she like it turns into Ooh. arguing back and forth and craig t nelson who's very like relaxed dad mm-hmm. he slams the table and says that's, that's enough. enough not yelling just no. that's enough mm-hmm. this argument is over sgp's character storms off and the mom and the thing i love about this and they said they brought in like a sign language teacher to do it mm-hmm. as there's so many scenes because the son's deaf yeah they're just kind of they're talking but they're also just like casually signing it's not something where they have to turn and talk to him and be like which is what uh i keep wanting to just say sarah jessica parker yeah, but her character she, she talks like, loud squ- like how are you doing and it's just like and then he goes at one point he's like why, why is she yelling? yelling yeah and it's and it's really true and then after she storms off in that dinner scene the mom turns to him and was just like hey look at me yeah you're more normal than any of these assholes i know such a good scene and just i love this movie so much it gives me so much like it just gives me so much it like really fills me up my favorite scene though can i say if you're yeah so rachel mcadams character hates sgp this is S- what this <laughs> SGP. i think i'm just gonna say G- her. gsp like hates her she's Which the is- only one that had met her they had gone out for dinner and, and SJP had taken her out to a nice restaurant. She had tried really hard, but that's not really what Rachel McAdams character wanted to do. Anyway, so she has already bad mouthed kind of her to, to the fa- everyone. to the whole family. So at one point she's she's in the kitchen as SJP is in the kitchen and she's making her she's making something coffee. I don't know what she's doing. And uh, Rachel McAdams comes in and they have a bit of a thing and then she says to her, um, you know, I don't care if you don't like me. Oh, and Rachel McAdams comes back with, of course you care. No, but the way she does it is so good because she mm-hmm. takes a sip of her coffee, uh, of her coffee, kind of like swallows and sits and like tilts her head a little. And she goes, no, 
Of course you do. And then walks out. It is so brilliantly done to me. Like it is, it's just so good. Like I, I loved it. Yeah. And she's, and this is a point Rachel McAdams won an award during this year, not like a major award, but it was for breakthrough acting. And I think, I oh, kind of, I think she's phenomenal. Like I didn't even, I didn't even think about it until after I'm like, oh yeah, this is like right before the notebook. Yeah. Like a year, like probably released or filmed whatever around a year before the notebook and no one had really heard of her and she's just a side character and that was the thing i wrote she's just suffocatingly negative yeah anything that or that merit actually we should say meredith sarah jessica parker's character is meredith and anything meredith does is just nope no and the rest of the family does latch on to that which you do feel bad for i there i do but it's like it's things like you know she wouldn't sleep in the same room with him and stuff and so that so um rachel mcadams character had to sleep on a couch and she's just like why like it there's just and i get it they weren't married and that's her values but it's like she she didn't realize like all these little things she did like how much she had a weird clearing throat yeah yeah where she she would just randomly yeah she's like Yeah. And it just, I mean, I, I'm surprised it took you this long to not talk about Luke Wilson. I assume he had to be your favorite character in this. He's a very, Actually, like, my favorite was Rachel McAdams, but I'd say Luke Wilson's right up there. Well, because I so think he's super, more, yeah, he's more like your vibe. He's super chill and he's just like, she's freaking out and he'll just be like, hey, do you want some coffee? Like she decides to leave. Like she wants to go stay at a hotel. And uh, so everybody's you know flipping out in the house or whatever and he just comes out with a coffee and he's like hey and she's just like clearing her throat and she's doing her thing and he's like you want some coffee like you know like he's he's super chill and for the huge dramatic part i'm not gonna give away yeah what it is there mm-hmm. is a sickness in the family with yeah. just someone and they do a really good job of it's really sad because it's someone that's had multiple times and just the feeling was it's not really going to get fixed. Yeah, no. And w- everyone kind of has their moment to dwell on it. And then they say, we're not we're like, we're not talking about it. This isn't the time for it. Let's move on. Yeah. And they do a good job even at the like very, very end yeah. that it's a year later. And it's just kind of implied that that person's no longer with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just how they're coping. Yeah. But um, I don't really know. Besides that, it's just the Christmas Day sequence is when it just gets a little... It gets a little silly. I think they needed it because of how much like depth and like how. Well, there's a lot of layers. Like we're only touching on some of them. Like with within every character, there's a layer, right? Like Claire Danes. Like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of layers. So I think they had to add a bit of comedy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I got it. It was just like while it was happening. I'm like, this is just it's a little it's a little out there. Yeah. yeah. And it's almost like it could have all happened. It just didn't really need to all happen at once. Right. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Because people are like slipping all over the kitchen and two of the brothers are chasing each other. Yeah. I think my favorite part had to be because I'd never seen Tyrone Giordano before. Mm-hmm. He was hilarious. Yeah. Because he's just so like sassy and people like just why is she yelling yeah just because yeah. being being deaf to them just to him and even with his partner who uh ryan j white was in um i got you to watch amateur right the yes. basketball player that's yeah. like dyslexic um he plays the dad and that that's where i remembered him oh, from but okay, right. he plays such a different character and they both they they just are so and you could just see how like in love they are and how the de- like the him being deaf thing just wasn't really an effect on their relationship mm-hmm. they make joke they made like a not like huge joke but just a subtle joke about like look like we're both gay 
one of us is deaf the other one's black like that's a, like a, that's a lot of barriers to jump over mm-hmm. but i just loved how this movie and it is again we're talking 15, 15 years, years ago, ago and just the parents are just so loving yeah. and accepting it yeah. was something that i wasn't expecting but just as soon as they walk in i'm like oh here's the here's the gay son right. what are they gonna do and they just walk up and hug both of them immediately yeah. and they're just it's clearly a family that you have to put an effort to get in- accepted but once you are you're in i you're mean in. they immediately accept claire danes which they is, love claire danes which is meredith's sister and as soon as she walks in because she it was actually really funny because they go and pick her up at a bus stop and as soon as she's getting off the bus she falls like right on her face yeah and uh yeah she comes in and like everyone's like oh my god are you okay like let's get you ice and like let's take care of you which definitely makes it worse for meredith to just see but it's also like it's hard to see like oh you just get accepted that easily because she keeps talking oh they hate me and they keep doing this but it's also it's something where she didn't want to accept it was her too it's definitely the family wasn't very accepting no they weren't for sure especially because they saw how different their son was yeah because from how they talked, he was more like Luke Wilson, where he's very relaxed and yeah. whatever. But now he's very uptight and uptight. he's wearing a tie and yeah. just and very like, monotone. <laughs> yeah. But it's not until, and I don't really know if we should no. dive no, into know. that, but there is relationship changes within this movie. Yeah. And you can see where relationships go. Those people just work better together. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's good. Well, I'm glad you watched it. It's one of my favorite movies. And it was while I was looking up, which I think is a good way we can segue to actually have a like quick pre-segment before. um, Pre-segue away. I was looking, I was just looking up movies. Yeah. And I'm going to name you a few movies that they call Christmas movies. Thank you. That are not Christmas movies. I'm so glad you're going to talk about this. But also one of them is on my list. You can't do that. Yes, it is. It's my okay. number 10 movie. I'm going to start the okay. list, but we're going to talk about movies that are called Christmas movies. Yes, I know. I saw that too. I put that on my list too. I'm like, is this a Christmas movie? Kay. Okay. So first off, Little Women. Yeah. Either version. There's Christmas scenes. So yeah. It's not a Christmas movie. No. Christmas exists, but it exists in so many movies that I would... Like it goes through seasons. So it's not a Christmas movie. Yeah. Like you... Otherwise yeah. it would be on my list. For sure. Especially the newer one yes. was great. Um, Batman Returns. Oh, Get Out. Is oh. listed as a Christmas movie. Yes. Again, just it, it is the argument where I'm going to say, oh, these just take place on Christmas. But the last one I'm going to say, which is on my list... I know what it is. Can I say? No. We're going to get there. Can't. Oh. Um, when Harry met Sally. Oh, yeah, I would never say it. I feel like these are just movies where Christmas exists. Yeah, no, is that in... is not what we did. It's not what I did. No, anyways. not at all. No, okay. Uh, Gremlins. Yeah, no. Uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, I saw that one too. And my number ten <laughs> is it is a Christmas movie, Die, Die Hard. Hard. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. I put that on my list. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Die Hard is a Christmas movie. You think so? Because it happens at a Christmas party. Yes, I think I think that's that's what makes it. <laughs> that's a, yeah. It's an action Christmas movie. Okay. I, th- I know I'm kind of bending the rules. That's for okay. It. You can do that. But I just I think it's also funny because if people I see people on, on the internet especially they really get mad about that. So I'm just like I'm just gonna choose the side that people don't like. Yeah. I'm gonna choose that I'm. I just there's a few like my Deadpool thing. I'll just I'll stick to You're that for a little stick bit. To it. All right. Until I have to see him until he's in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. I will not watch Deadpool. 
and Die Hard is a Christmas movie and is my number 10 Christmas movie. I would have put it higher because I think it's better than some of these movies, but I put it at 10 just because it worked with that list of it's not really a Christmas movie, but it's a Christmas movie. Okay. Uh, I have a couple honorable mentions. Go for it. My honorable mention is Love the Coopers. So I just watched that recently. Mm. Well, I think I'd already seen it because it did look familiar. It has like Alan Ark. Again, ensemble cast um, at home. It's like it's a it's a really Olivia Wilde. Like it's a pretty stacked cast and it's just like a layered kind of like you see little stories and then kind of all come together. And uh, so it was cute. I just wouldn't put it on my list, but it was it was there. Um, And then last Christmas. So it has the girl from. Oh, my gosh. Game of Thrones. Amelia Clark. Oh, um, with the Henry somebody. The from Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. I did not watch that movie. Okay, yet to, listen though. I'll, I'll watch it if you want to movie you challenge that. You know what? That. I would because I went in it too. I had heard it was an awful movie, so I did not want to watch it. Dad and I watched it two weeks ago, and I have to say it was pretty cute. Now, it might be because my expectations were very low, but it and actually I mean, has I'm, a cute premise. Like it is. It it is cute. Like I don't know, I don't know why people disliked it. Um, I think this is also the era where we just kind of hate everything. Yeah, I have to say, I don't know. It brought me joy. I loved the little shop. She worked in a Christmas shop. I loved the little shop. I liked. Um, I I can't. I don't want to say too much because I think it would really give it away. It's it's the type of movie you can't really say a lot about. Um, but it has a lot of. For me, it had a lot of layers that I thought were very um, well done. So I was, both Dad and I were pleasantly surprised. So I would put it out as my honorable mention and you will be watching it. Okay. So my, can I do my actual number 10 then? Or no, do you want to do your 10? No, Die Hard is my 10. No, I know. Can, do you want me to do my 10 Yeah, now? you do know. Yeah. Okay. So I put It's a Wonderful Life because I feel like it does deserve to be on the list. And it is, um, you know, it's that old classic, you know, every time a bell rings, Angel gets its wings and you know grumpy man and he finds the spirit of christmas so i did not put that on my list but it is just kind of it it's is just a classic. a classic so i was like you know what it's it is a classic christmas movie i think it should be on a list my list so. there's also another movie i know you're gonna have that i'm not a fan of so we'll oh get to talk i know about that too. yes okay uh, my number nine i mean we just talked about it in length but it's the family stone oh nice it made your list it did especially i I honestly got happy once i finished that movie and i got to go oh cool i get to bump this movie out of my top 10 oh (laughs) you had to bump a movie well no i had to bump the movie that i don't like but it's still it's still kind of i didn't i just wanted die hard at 10 because it made sense right okay so yeah my number nine family stone uh my number nine christmas story do you have that one? I have it a lot higher. Oh, okay. So boy gets a, he wants a BB gun. It's a lot of classic, like. You're going to shoot your eye out. Yeah. It's a lot of classic. It's a, it's a good. There's not much like substance to it, but it's just kind of. I think it's, it's a funny, funny because it's like from the, it's the 19th, like it's not made in the 60s. I think it's the 40s. Oh, is it? Okay. It could be the 60s. Anyways, it's like from a while ago and it's, it's just got those classic scenes that you just remember. Isn't you know? that the tongue stuck on the. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like pole or whatever. Yep. yep. So that's my number nine. All right. My number eight mm-hmm. kind of goes hand in hand with my number seven, but it's the night before. Oh, okay. It's Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, I would say that's a good movie challenge. Okay. Just kind of, it's a, it's a, 
I don't want to say super lighthearted, but it's a comedy. It's a Seth Rogen movie. You kind of know what you're going to get. The night before. Yeah. Okay. And they're not all Christian, which I think makes it kind of cooler. All right. I'm into it. Uh, do you, want to, you can do your eight because my number uh, seven goes. Okay. Uh, I did my number eight, The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. That again is a lot higher <laughs> for me. For me, it just has that nostalgic of you two. Like of you and Meg growing up and we watched it every Christmas. And it, for me, it just, it came down to a lot of nostalgic. And I, I really liked that one. Like, I wouldn't say I was a fan of the others, however many they did. But no, just the first one because of the concept. And it's just, oh, he just becomes Santa Claus. Like, yeah. it, it's just really cool. It's a cute one. I like it. So. Uh, my number seven is Harold and Kumar Christmas. Okay. Um, You would hate, absolutely hate this movie. <laughs> it's very, well, like Harold and Kumar, they're all about like smoking weed and like there's a lot of like sex and inappropriate stuff. Right. So this one just. I like that stuff. Eh, I don't think you would like, I don't okay. think you, Neil Patrick Harris is probably the part you would enjoy the most because I don't want to give too much away, but he kind of, he pretends to be gay. Okay. And kind of comes, he's honestly plays, he's, he plays himself, but like a creep version of himself oh, okay. that pretends to be gay. Right. The movie's just really funny. It was in like 3D, one, uh, like even not in 3D th- movie, like a, like there's a scene where someone's throwing an egg and like you see the egg go past you, even oh, okay. though it's not a 3D movie. Right. It's just, it's really funny. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Silly and yeah, whatever. Just a, a Christmas movie that's more just wacky zany and inappropriate cool all right uh, my number seven is unaccompanied minors Ooh, seven i know that's low again i have that higher yeah okay well, we'll wait and talk about it okay okay uh my number six is jack frost okay michael keaton yeah, plays the he plays a, he, a snowman uh, doesn't he? he plays a rock star and then he Duh. dies and then okay. becomes a snowman and yeah. it's just a dad. I forgot about that one. That one's really cute. That's why when I looked it up, I'm like, wait, wasn't Jack Frost the animated one? Then I looked up, I'm like, oh yeah, the Michael Keaton one when he's a bad dad. Yeah. Comes back as a snowman. Yeah. Good, good classic Christmas movie. That's cute. Uh, my number six is Miracle on 34th Street, but the 1947 black and white one. Okay. Well, I just want to, it's not the remake. Okay. I want the old classic. So like an old man who claims to be Santa and he basically has to go to court and yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just a, it's just for me, that was probably one of the first Christmas movies I ever saw. And it always holds a little special place in my heart. I like that one. Okay. Original. Um, My number five, number five, mm-hmm. is Home Alone, the original Home Alone. Right. And I almost did that one too, but. um, Just a good. That is a fun movie. You forget. <laughs> you, it's just because it's such a, it's a concept that, especially as a kid, you go, oh my God, you just get Christmas by yourself. The number one thing you have to talk about in this movie, horrible parents. Yeah. Really bad parents. Like, they do not realize. They have a bunch of kids, sure. Because it's a huge, like, like, family, like, cousins. Yeah, it's, like, a whole bunch of people. But But they just, they do a head count, and they don't, like, they say, Kevin, don't hear anything, go, okay, cool, everybody's here. Right. But, obviously, that's not the the focus of the movies, Joe Pesci and the other guy. The other guy, sorry, I don't know who that is. He's tall. <laughs> yeah, he's really tall. That, I think, honestly, he has better, like, stunts in it because he's, like, falling all over the place. Yeah. And so this kid has to uh, stop burglars and just a, a lot of wacky hijinks. And just, again, just kind of like a funny where he's, like, sitting. He's, like, sitting waiting for these bad guys to come in through, like, a doggy door. And he's sitting there with a BB. It's not yeah, a real gun, like, but, like, a BB gun. And yeah. 
he just and it's also amazing because it's one of those movies where it's like this little child is yes. outsmarting That's these smart. grown men at yes. every every which level <laughs> yeah so yeah, number five, Home Alone. That's good. And my favorite is when he has the party or when he pretends oh, well, he, that there's people. Because he has people like attached to him. Yeah, and, and like, he's oh, like There's moving. a lot of people in there. <laughs> yeah. They just he can't. He has music playing and it looks like there's people walking around because he has them all on strings. It's funny. It's a but, cute movie. I could watch that. Rewatch that this Christmas season. And even that has a little depth to it because they have the like kind of, I don't want to say side story, but they have the guy that they think killed someone with a shovel. Right. And he talks to the guy and sees like what he's actually like. I'm pretty sure I don't again probably have to talk about it when we watch it again but I swear there's some that guy might be Santa Claus or like there's a hint he's Santa Claus oh yeah I'd have to see it again I don't remember I don't remember that for sure but, I w- but. I'm definitely down to watch that this Christmas season mm-hmm. my number five elf ah here we go <laughs> Jack is not a fan of this movie and I am I love it except there's definitely a part in the movie where I start getting a little like all right all right you know but the beginning when he first arrives in New York well first when he's in like North Pole and then when he arrives in New York to find his dad and he meets Zoe Deschanel and he works in the toy place and he decorates it and I mean that, and he's so excited about Christmas. Like when they say, "Okay, Santa will be here," and he gets like Santa. Like he's, you know, he's he's very naive and silly, but it does get silly. I will admit that. Um, yeah, <laughs> everything you say, everything you say, it, it's also a movie that last Christmas, last Christmas. Yeah. Um, I said, okay, I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna give this another chance. And it's just, I know it's fun and silly and that's what Christmas movie, movies are supposed to be, but I just think there are movies that can still keep my attention, have a little bit of depth. And I do agree the beginning, like, there is a pretty big lull in it. And once you get to the end, it's all about, because I feel like that's a huge theme of Christmas movies is there are a bunch of people that believe and there's a small group that don't believe. And in these movies, you get a, you get a glimmer, a, a sense of, okay maybe all these parents or adults should believe yeah Yeah. uh there's and there's good quotes i'm not saying it's a bad movie it's just it's not it's not the hype that you think like you think it gets a lot of hype yeah it's just (laughs) it's an overrated christmas there's quite i mean i made a list of other movies i'd rather watch even the (laughs) even some like even i would i had never been a grinch person before i think i still like the grinch over elf right okay that's fair uh, so my number four yes. is Christmas Story. Okay, which we talked about, but yeah. just a good classic. It's just For it's sure. it's one that's always stuck in my head. Yeah, it's a good one. I'd be down to watch that one again too. Uh, my number four is Love Actually. Have you ever seen that? Uh, no. So that is again ensemble cast. Um, I like. Yeah, it is a Christmas movie because it does happen around Christmas. Uh, I'm gonna say this is like kind of like. The di- no, it happens around Christmas. It is. It's Christmas. At least, at least with like, Die it Hard, it even has a countdown. It's like you know, ten days till Christmas. So it is a Christmas movie. I also just think because Die Hard is Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. That's when the movie takes place. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. So I love. Yeah, Love Actually is my number four. I love that movie. I think I just realized that we're gonna have the same number one. Yeah. Uh, my number three is Santa Claus again. Okay. Just nostalgic. They did do multiple. I remember last Christmas, I watched the first one, started the second one, because in the second one, there's like they make like a clone of him so yeah, that he can I don't do know. more. It just gets silly. Like, I feel like they, they hit the jackpot and then they want to like 
you just, just want to keep cashing you in keep on, on it. it and it's like if it's not going to be good though why would you do that money 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 so yeah that's my number three santa claus my number three is the holiday with cameron diaz jack black oh, yeah. jude law and kate winslet so kate winslet and cameron diaz switch houses at christmas time kate winslet lives in england surrey i believe and she goes to la which was to cameron diaz's house so they swap um they just both want to they kind of relationship things and they want to just both get out a new have a new fresh so then are jude law and jack black like the significant others no so jude law plays kate winslet's brother but shows up at the house because he didn't know that his that sister went away yeah so then of course you know relationship fall there's in love. some things there and then jack black pay, plays a a composer and Cameron Diaz's job is she makes trailer movies, like movies for the trailers or whatever, which has John Krasinski wait, and Katherine Hahn in it. Wait, mo- like movie trailers? Yeah. Like like, like the, the 90 second to yes. show you what the movie. Okay. Yes. You just, you said trailer for movies and I was just confused. Okay, I was thinking sorry. like the actual physical trailers. Oh no. So she makes those 90 second, like whatever. Yeah. Okay. And her people are John Krasinski and Katherine Hahn. So they're in like, that they're a doing a movie. No, they help her like they're oh, her, like okay. whatever. So, and then Jack Black plays a composer and then there's, uh, so that's how, Ka- so he shows up at Cameron Diaz's house. Like, oh, okay, I need to do, this to do work. Yeah. And then Kate Winslet meets him, you know, we have just, it's, it's just fun and sweet and cute. And then there's like this little man who Kate Winslet and him become really good friends. And it's a, it's a really, it's a really sweet story. I love it. It makes me happy. And that's all that Christmas movies are about. Right? Okay. Uh, two? Yeah. My number two is Unaccompanied Minors. Ooh, number two. Again, it's something we have to rewatch. Maybe it doesn't hold up as much, but I just know. nostalgically of all... And I, I don't think it's a mo- Christmas movie people talk about a lot, but it's it ma- mainly focuses on these two kids that they have divorced parents and have to fly in between. There's some story with the parents about like traveling one someone's driving there's like a tree that goes through their car but mostly the focus is on this airport these kids they kind of all get sent to this room and then just all havoc breaks loose yeah uh wilmer von uh valderrama yep uh, yeah. he plays uh like and it's like he's supposed to watch the kids and that doesn't go well and then no. lewis black's in it as well he plays like a head honcho and it's just a really good Christmas movie. It's so fun. Like, it's just like, and it's like cute and silly as you're, as you're watching as kids, you're like, that'd be so fun. Like you're just around kids your own age and you're, and then you just they kind just of have, they just have fun. They you, just, you break be out. Silly. There's the one kid that like pretty much his whole arc is he's just going to go find a Christmas tree. Yes. And he's way too small to carry a Christmas tree and he doesn't really talk much, but, but they all have their own thing too. Like, cause they've all. They've you all know, been left there. Yeah, and so they have kind of this, like, they, they've camaraderie together, and they kind of create their own little Christmas, and it's it is, a really cute movie. I would say definitely, so this week we gave each other, we swapped, like, Christmas yes. movies. I say next week we go on Accompanied Minors, and we can pick another one. Okay. Like, the week after. Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea. Unaccompanied Minor and... We'll think of one. Either Santa Claus or... Home Alone, one of those. Home Alone would be fun. Yeah, let's do that. So, okay. yeah, just a lot of kids by themselves. Yeah, it's, it is cute. Maybe we'll watch it though and be like, ooh, it's not bad. But well, I'm an adult and I watched it and I liked it. So why wouldn't I... Yeah, maybe there's parts of it that we probably won't 
that yeah. probably won't hold up. But I th- just think the movie as a whole holds up, especially just as a Christmas movie. Well, you guys loved it, too, as kids. Like, you really liked it. Yeah. Um, You're number two. The Family Stone. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's fair because it's a movie that while I was watching it, it kind of felt like a parenthood type yes. of show. This is us. Yes. With a little more comedy, but yeah. also just and it was also something I related to just because of Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites. Like I watch it throughout the year, though. Like it, for me, it's not just like a Christmas movie. It's oh. like every now and then I just need them in my life (laughs) and I just need to watch them I didn't know how often you watched that well I do it's definitely one of my favorite movies I wouldn't maybe I wouldn't put it in my top 10 but it's one of my favorite movies that I can just throw on and I I like it from beginning to end kind of thing so all right number one it's it is it is the best Christmas movie it is the best one gremlins no (laughs) (laughs) I really got you you were so ready oh (laughs) Christmas, Christmas vacation. vacation it is just a classic and when I looked at like people like rankings of it it was I saw one it was like the top 55 Christmas movies mm-hmm. and it was like 53rd or 52nd I know. I know I was doing the same thing I was like what how is it this low it is such a Chevy Chase and the whole family isn't um we quote this movie all some, the time just you start you just start with Randy Quaid as Randy the Quaid shitters fall shitters fall and there's yeah there's just so so many good moments again there is a lull in that movie it it does have like meg would say it's she finds she likes it and then she said it does get a little bit of a lull and then the end they bring it back yeah but then you have the great scene where i mean also the side the couple next door Dreyfus. and i don't remember i don't know who he is no but again it's a movie we watch every christmas i think we definitely watch more animated movies which it to break for next week we're doing we're ranking animated yes. movies right yes because i think i've found more of those yeah um but yeah just a good comedy it gives you what you want has a lull and then there's kind of there's there is like a kidnapping in that movie kind of yeah. yeah there is they kidnap his boss yeah but just just a great just a great christmas movie great even christmas movie it's so funny that's what i found though when i was making this list is i really tend tended to go towards funny over like like heartfelt yeah like i know on my list there's definitely heartfelt but i like the funny ones to me are are a little like i I don't know let's make it fun they just feel more christmasy yeah i love yeah we love that movie that one's gonna definitely have to be a rewatched for sure at some point so yeah so animated movie next week and uh obviously movie challenge yep do you want to I mean, we got time. Yes, we have to. Wait. Wait. Are you talking about the same thing? Do you want to say it on three? Okay. One, two, three. The Mandalorian Mandalorian episode, or I guess chapter, because I I connected it all. Chapters. Chapter thirteen. Thirteen. The Jedi. Just gonna say, if you have not watched this, we're not gonna go super deep into it, but no, no. But just maybe stop listening if you're going because we don't. If you haven't watched the Mandalorian, we're gonna talk about it. Yes. So. This episode, I rewatched it last night. It because blew my mind. I love. It was my favorite one. It, it had. It definitely had to be up there, especially just the information you get from it. Yeah. So well, you guys are definitely more 
more, you guys know a lot more about this world than I do, but I loved, um, there was just some, there was a feel about it that I really, it, it brought me back to the first episode of this season. Mm-hmm. I really liked that episode, but this one was, it felt so different and it had such a, you did, you learned a lot of information and. I mean, the main thing you have to talk about is baby Yoda. You finally get a name, Grogu. Grogu. And that's how, that's how he responds. You actually find out a pretty interesting note, which I think is going to. At the end of the episode, they talk about him because he has force powers and he needs to go to some peak mm-hmm. and uh, decide his path, decide his path. And I think for the sake of the show, he's going to reach out for the force and yes. they're going to have to bring in another Jedi, which brings in the question of uh, so Grogu is actually funny enough, the same age as Anakin Skywalker. Right. And. During Order 66, which was when the Empire took over mm-hmm. uh, during Episode 3, and I think actually in the Clone Wars, they kind of, like Clone Wars, the animated show, they kind of intertwine. Um, Grogu is getting was getting trained at the like Jedi Temple on Coruscant, like where kind of most of that stuff happened, and was taken away and hidden, obviously, from the Empire because he, he seemed to be their only chance to survive. Mm-hmm. So... To me, when I heard there's going to be a Jedi, to me, there's three options that came in my head. Okay. Uh, Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. just because he's he's alive and well at this point. And I actually saw some people bring up suggestions for an actor. You know who looks exactly like a younger Mark Hamill? Mm. Sebastian Stan. Ooh, nice. And Mama likes that. <laughs> but he just, they showed pictures of them together and he yeah. like looks, seemed like a, they look exactly the same. Uh, the second one, which is someone who is a part of another TV show. Uh, actually, sorry, I guess there's four. Uh, his name is Ezra. He's a part of Star Wars Rebels, which takes place in between episode three and four. Okay. As an animated show, and he learned under, which in this episode, I guess for the first time you met Ahsoka Tano, mm-hmm. played by Rosario Dawson. She was so fabulous. And and on, and if you see her in her animated form, just they did an excellent job. I was so obsessed with her. Like, I... It's funny because when I saw her, I didn't know it was her. And then the minute she spoke, I was like, I know that voice. Like, I really, she was captivating on that screen. She, I was so sucked into whatever was happening with her. Like, yeah, I really, I was thoroughly enjoyed her. Um. So actually, no, uh, I'll, did dad explain to you off, or obviously not on air, but did he explain to you the kind of more depth meaning behind kind of her? uh no okay i'll tell you after just because i don't want to say it here just in case anyone's watching the clone wars or doesn't know but uh so ezra was on uh another animated show and like worked with ahsoka okay uh another option which i think people would really want to see is mace windu okay played by samuel jackson okay george lucas confirmed that in the like third episode revenge of the sith he doesn't die he gets like sent off a building but apparently he didn't die so there's a chance that he could come back and he was the one that saved the child okay um and the fourth one which i think is the least realistic is a character's name is cal kestis okay he was a part of uh a star wars video game that came out i think maybe last year and it was a he was a jedi and like fought against darth vader and just kind of is still technically alive. Okay. So those were kind of the options of where... I like Sebastian Stan. As Luke Skywalker. Yes, because he's cute. 
Yeah. I mean, out of those options. But I don't know if they could do that. Like, does anything kind of ruin it? Because then in A New Hope or, right? That's this, happen- this happens after Return of the Jedi. Oh, I see. So this is right after the Empire has fallen. So he's already met Yoda. Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Like Yoda at this point is already gone. <gasps> Where'd he go? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Right. So he's gone. So, right. Okay. So but I think work. also there is a moment where Ahsoka brings up Yoda because obviously she knew Yoda. Yeah. And she says something and there's a lot of nonverbal stuff that if you rewatch it, mm-hmm. you especially will notice. She says Yoda, Grogu like notices, looks up at her and she kind of just nods and she says they can communicate in some form. Telepathically. And it it seemed like she said Yoda, he perked up and it kind of seemed like she said, well, he's gone. Mm. And then you could kind of see his ears just kind of like slump oh, and you okay. could see him react to that. Yeah. But overall, yeah, this is a great episode. You uh, got to see just. So what is there now? Like two left? No, th- three. Three. But also, once we get to the end of this, then we're going to be closer to WandaVision with the Marvel, which apparently right. everyone keeps... I keep seeing stories about them hyping up how much this is going to change the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe with this right. TV show. Yeah. But yeah, this Mandalorian episode, top tier. Oh, my God. It was great. It was and, fabulous. And then once you... And I'm not saying you go back and watch the animated show, but you would love Ahsoka so much more if you, even if you saw her in that show because she just... She's just so kick-ass. She's kick-ass oh, in this. I love and it. even as she's younger, you see her like develop that. Right. Kick-assness. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I mean, actually, no, I don't want to say that part. But the uh, the other, like the guy in the town who like Mandalorian tries to talk to and then you see later in the episode, just such a like wholesome guy. Oh, he was so sweet. Because there's, I know there's one point where there's like bodyguards looking at him and you kind of think he might just die. Yeah. Like they might have shot him, but they let him live. Yeah. But yeah, great episode, I think. Oh, it's great. And I think, I don't know if we talked about it on here, but I think you've definitely, we've definitely talked about how kind of repetitive these stories have been where it's, I need something done. You have to do a side, yes. side job. I heard someone explain why why we shouldn't be complaining about that and it's that the mandalorian is like a bounty hunter his that's his job yeah he doesn't really have like these exciting adventures to go to obviously he has grogu but yeah his job is he's a gun for hire it's funny because that episode had the same thing okay you do this for me whatever but it didn't it didn't bother me for some reason because i think it's also they brought in like i mean it was about the jedi it was about bringing in a character like that somewhere where we haven't really, I mean, the Mandalorian are part of other like Star Wars entities, but you'd never really, you especially never saw a Mandalorian and Jedi work together. Right. They're sworn enemies. Yeah. And that's what they, con- I think a lot of, there's it's commented on a lot, like a Mandalorian and Jedi, they'll never see that coming. Yeah. They have a great quick fight scene. And I have to say, I love that. I mean, obviously now it's like the lightsaber sounds is so much like better and crisper. Yeah. But also when when ahsoka and the mandalorian are fighting and when she's fighting later with the like bow staff like she's fighting the girl with the bow staff um it's beskar which finally i i I know jedis and they're definitely overpowering and you'd see that because ahsoka just kind of does whatever she wants in Mm -hmm. terms of like fighting but showing that beskar like the mandalorian suit and that that bow staff that there is something that can combat a lightsaber that it's not just the end all be all. Right. Right. Like seeing them fight and how like how that she held her own. 
30 second fight yeah or i was gonna say the mandalorian fight oh, that it was so okay. like even and like back and forth and even yeah the girl like completely held her own yeah she was with cool someone with two lightsabers yeah that was good i was really into it yeah and now we got a couple left and it, def- it doesn't feel i think last season as it was ending it kind of felt more sad because you didn't know if they were going to keep going right as, i i think they're I, I think they've hit the jackpot here because yeah. you can just keep going. Like, it doesn't have to be... No, there's so many different like, people you, you can, can bring in. Yeah, and... you don't have to do Grogu. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you can just... Yeah, it can be a whole new story. Like, you don't have to keep going on this path. You can have different paths and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So good. Loved it. Yeah, a few more weeks left of that. And I mean, the I think the Star Wars world is in... I know a lot of people don't like it with Disney. I can't say I absolutely loved everything they've done with, like, the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. But... They have clearly figured out that not everything needs to be a connected Star Wars story. You could just make up universes, make up worlds, totally. and they're st- I like enticing think it's stories. better to do that because then there isn't a connection where these hardcore Star Wars fans would be like, that could never happen because of this. You know what I mean? Like, if it's completely off the right, like, it's just, like, its own story, then you're... People, I think, would be more accepting because there isn't any comparison. There isn't like, well, that could never happen because that, you know, that wouldn't line up time wise. And, you know, like mm. it's just separate. So just accept it or don't. Which I think is definitely something I think more fans have done. But it's been fun theorizing, like bringing up, oh, OK, if Mace Windu was alive and from Revenge of the Sith, he'd probably be in his 70s by now. Samuel L. Jackson's in his 70s. It's something that could work. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it'll be fun. I know. I look forward to Friday nights. Mm-hmm. It's so it, fun. It is. A, and it's definitely for sure. I, I don't know if we talked about it on here, but for sure a lot um, has been about the streaming, binge watching kind mm. of. I think it takes away from shows, but this the show and they did it with the last season of The Clone Wars. It's you get one a week. Yeah. You can go back and rewatch the rest of the season, but you're getting one a week. Yeah. And I think that's that's great. I think even if you had like a longer longer series or a different streaming platform can do it where you're releasing two at a time yeah you have like eight episodes so you have four weeks yeah or the last dance did it with five weeks and two episodes yeah so week. i just started watching the flight attendant with kaylee cuoco uh great i have to say i really liked it and they released three and then this week they'll release two and then they'll so it's three is enough to get you kind of excited about the show right because one well i have to say after one i probably still would have stuck with it because it's quite a good up the very first one's a good hook but it's um like it's i think it's good to do it that way because you're finding that happy medium of you know we're not you're not gonna quite binge it but we're gonna give you enough to you know keep you keep you there and i'm glad they're getting creative with this and not just i feel like the one for the mandalorian i think the one a week works it's eight weeks yeah you're in no it is it's good but for other shows if you do two or three a week and then you can release the finale by itself Mm -hmm. so you could still have that moment of a finale still have it yes where everyone would be watching on the same night right yeah i love that idea um the other show that i keep seeing and reading about the undoing so dad and i have it all taped isn't but it? we've been um, on opposite schedules and we haven't watched it because we have other shows that we kind of keep up with. Yeah. So we have it all done and uh, we're going to we're going to watch that in the next. But we have all of them and people, you know, had to wait week to week and we don't mm-hmm. now. 
Is it? I is just it hope done? I don't hear anything. I think it finished last night. And I hope I don't hear anything because apparently everybody's talking about it, and they're all like, "It's kind of a whodunit sort of." Um, so I've heard a few people. Like some people are like, when they're watching it, they're like, "Matt, it's okay," but then it always ends with this good cliffhanger, and it gets you excited for the next episode. So. Well, I'll let you know. We'll probably have it done by next week, honestly, because he's on holidays this week. So we have, you know, we have time now. Ample time. Ample. Well, I am still working, but no, (laughs) I know. Maybe not tomorrow. We're hoping or maybe not because they're hoping for a snow day, which they close it down now. Close the schools. So, yeah. All right. You got anything else? I have nothing else except a hungry belly. All right. Then we'll see you next time. Bye.